just a heads up that the following podcast does contain all the spoilers. Side, and I'll let you watch a movie. What movie? Whatever you want. Mm, let's watch Poltergeist 3. Oh no. Welcome to the Corrupted Youth Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Brennan. And we're a father and son duo that explores the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlockiest of Golden Age VHS rental store flicks in spoiler-heavy fashion. Kind of not today. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think this is considered a classic. No. That's a discussion for further in the episode. Yeah. So, do you want to discuss what movie you picked out? Well, seeing as how they already listened to the intro and also saw the title, they probably already know we are watching Polter. Well, we did watch Poltergeist Three. Um, I picked this because I haven't heard anybody talk about it. It it always just kind of existed. I always knew it existed. I always knew like the most basic parts of the plot, but. I don't know. It was just so mysterious that I wanted to watch it. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's not anything that we ever... I never showed it to you. Yeah. Kind of intentionally. When was it that you watched Poltergeist 2? Uh, Maybe like three years ago? Oh, okay. I thought it was more recent than that, but... Okay, that's that's fair enough. And you watched Poltergeist probably a little too young. Yeah. We. If you want to hear more about my Poltergeist history, you can listen to our... Uh, episode on the poltergeist remake that was a interesting one the special guest connor yeah according to imdb for poltergeist 3 carol ann is staying with her aunt in a high-rise building where the supernatural forces haunting her make their return i feel that's fair enough yeah the director was gary sherman and the movie stars tom skerritt nancy allen heather o'rourke well we can't forget zelda rubenstein Einstein. berenstein berenstein bears <laughs> we're we're correct in some alternate universe yeah and also laura flynn boyle and the caroline actress went on to do things like <laughs> oh man oh man uh i can't believe you called her caroline i know that was an accident it kind of ruined the joke too it kind of did <laughs> you get the idea but i mean even if you weren't a fan of these movies and you just watched one that name is just driven into your skull yeah any of these movies they just scream her name which understandably so but i don't know with this one it it sort of degraded on me a little bit uh we do not have a trailer for this one simply because it's mostly just an aerial shot through downtown chicago at night which 
probably should have been in the actual movie because it was a pretty cool way that it just kind of like came through the city and was like heading towards a John Hancock building where they filmed this. And then trailer guy just says, guess who's back in town? Doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense because the previous two movies happened in California. (laughs) And then there was just a bunch of noise and some screaming. I didn't want to go dig any deeper to try to find like a TV spot or anything because I don't know. Not a lot out there for this one. So, Brennan, this was your pick, Mm -hmm. as we just previously stated. Yeah. Which means that the rundown in the movie comes to you. Yay. (laughs) Oh, you did not prepare for this. No, I didn't. (laughs) I I did not. The movie as a whole, it doesn't do very much. It's kind of like one, like it goes from one section of the plot and then it like drags on it. Then it just moves on to this other section. Like it's very like sequential because we get the... The opening stuff with Carolyn in the apartment, and we establish that she's with her aunt and um her husband and her daughter, or his daughter, his daughter. I think they're he or she married. They made it way. They make it way too confusing. They there was no need for it to be as confusing as it is. No, they they kind of should have just said it straight out because it was kind of really well just ignore the whole discrepancies it doesn't matter aunt and uncle she's with her aunt and uncle yeah and her cousin yeah so and they're living in this apartment building in chicago and it appears that the uncle has like owns the building or doesn't like own it but he's kind of in charge of it yeah like they never say that outright either it's kind of annoying he knows like the janitors and the guy working security and he has all these keys to all the different areas so yeah caroline keeps on seeing like ghosts and stuff or the the what's the oh kane kane she keeps on seeing kane and like all the reflections and all the windows and this brings up one of my favorite parts about this movie is the use of like mirrors and reflection that's because they had no budget yeah but it still (laughs) looks really cool i still really appreciate the craftsmanship and the the cool style it had throughout the movie. Well, okay, let's just discuss this right now since we're here and I don't think I'll be able to contain it very long. But when you have something that is a franchise at this point mm-hmm. where it's very, it's known for being very special effects heavy. Yeah. A lot of blue screen work and everything and just really just those really rich Spielberg effects are going through it. and. Then you get to this one where it's just all mirrors. Isn't bad when you have that. It yeah. feels like a letdown. Yeah, I can see that coming off the heels of the first and second one, which do have really cool special effects. Just getting to this one and just kind of lacking. I could, I could definitely see that. Like especially because mm-hmm. I was thinking, like when watching, I was thinking back to like what, what was kind of, what was it kind of like in the first and second one? And I just remember a lot of like creepy specters made out of like glowing material, and they're, you know, like stuff like that, or like. You know, the closet. In this one, the reflection, you can see Kane. Which in some ways is creepier. It had a good setup. Yeah. Like, the first half of this movie, good setup. Like, it really builds it up. All these different odds and odd things going on. You constantly, even just in the background, like, if you pay attention, Kane's probably in most of the reflections somewhere. Or something creepy is happening. Or something off. Maybe there's just nothing in the reflection. Right. You know, stuff like that. Or the reflection, like there's a weird time delay on the reflection. Everything's happening a second early in the reflections. Yeah, which is, it's it's off-putting. It almost 
feels like a mistake. Like they couldn't time things right. But as you said, when we watched the movie last night, that definitely more intentional. Oh, yeah. That was your thought on it. Yeah, because the reflections are so spot on throughout the entire movie that I doubt that a big mistake, like one side of the reflection happening, doing everything a second earlier than everything else would have been seen because it is obvious when you're looking at it. And I'm sure those filmmakers were looking at it. So I doubt that they wouldn't have seen that during production and had to reshoot. So that's what leads me to believe that it is actually intentional. Yeah, there's parts where like they're walking down a hallway and the whole wall will be mirrors. And that was a really good trick. Mm-hmm. And they did. Yeah, the timing was really close enough where if you weren't really trying to nitpick it, you're not really going to notice. Yeah. You would think that maybe it's some type of, you know, split screenshot or something like that. But it's really not. You know, they would often have just another set of actors dressed as the same characters, but with how the one girl has the patching on her jacket and it's reversed. So where's where's Carol Ann? Now that she's here in Chicago with her aunt and uncle, what's going on with her life? Um, it said that, well, the cane is constantly like following her and trying to get back into her life. Caroline's constantly trying to have to like force him out and keep him out and just forget about him because that's the only real way that he's going to go away. Let's quickly explain who Kane is. Oh, sure. Just in case somebody has not seen the second one. Yeah. Leaving that to me. Oh, I can do it. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> Kane was the main uh, antagonist in part two. And it's alluded to that he was also behind everything in part one as well. But it doesn't, you can just take it as individual instances, but this movie kind of blends them together. Mm-hmm. He was like the leader of like a weird religious cult back around probably like the 1800s. And he led, a, he led his cult, you know, basically led them into a cave and they all died in there. And so all their spirits were lost. And that's why they're trying to get Carol Ann, who has the ability to communicate with the dead. The Shining. The Shining, if you will, yes. They wanted to pull her into like the spirit realm so that she could lead them into the light. But I feel like Kane's motivations are sinister. But the whole point with her not going into the light is because then she would just be dead. Yeah. And it's explained in this movie, too, that it's something about like her purity. Because she's a child and Kane wants that and that power but it's never explained what he wants the power for like i feel like the villain kane's just really lacking motivation i feel like he wants caroline we know that we don't like that we know he wants her for her purity and because she has the shining and all this and that but other than that it's kind of what is he what would he do go into the light but it doesn't really seem that he wants that because he wants all his power the whole movie he's taking all the heat from the building to get power yeah it's never it's never really clear. You just know that he's bad. But yeah, he's so the original actor in part two, while they were filming it, had terminal cancer, yeah. which leads to his creepiness. And in this one, he's replaced by a different actor in some cane like makeup. You got to imagine back when these movies came out, there's probably enough time. You probably did not watch Poltergeist 2 enough to really pick up on it. Probably didn't really notice, but knowing all these things now and you watch it he looks so different yeah i mean they did a pretty good job he's still creepy looking you know he's just kind of uh he loses that emaciated look i guess and he just looks like an old guy yeah, he misses the look that he's about to die yeah he doesn't have the the wild eyes yeah yeah that guy that actor in part two 
is probably one of the best parts of that entire movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's creepy. Bone chilling. Okay, so like Caroline is in a school for gifted students, which also is being run by her psychologist, who is convinced that Caroline, none of this stuff actually happened to her in the past and that she's a master manipulator and she can actually convince people to experience weird things and all her not a you know it's not spooky anything going on there's no psychic stuff whatever and by this doctor doing this dr satan was his name too and all i can think of is dr satan yeah they were really right in that line <laughs> yeah so dr satan his character really kind of making caroline relive all this stuff drew kane to her mm-hmm. and so now he's becoming more powerful and you know, he's starting, like you said, he's starting to appear in the window or reflections and things like that. All this kind of just happens in like a day. Yeah, it's a pretty short period that this whole movie happens. By the end of the movie, it's like the sun's rising. Yeah, it- yeah. So once Kane finally, like, yeah, I've got all this power. <laughs> and then he just goes for broke and doesn't accomplish his goals. I did, I like, I did like the psychiatrist character. Like, I feel like his actor... I don't know if he was a bad actor or if he was just really overplaying all of his lines. I think he was kind of a bad actor, but it kind of had like he kind of had this air to him where he's like, come on, guys, it's just Carolyn. She's just doing all of these things. Like he had like this very weird speech pattern. He was a very odd character, but he's pretty funny, too. Yeah, so there's like the, there's a little bit of conflict there and he comes in the play later on in the movie, too. But um. It's mostly about how her aunt is in charge of the art gallery that's inside the same building. And there's going to be like this, this Japanese guy's having this big art opening later that night that they have to go to. And early on when they were at the gallery, there's probably like one of the creepiest moments in the movie mm-hmm. that I still find to this day generally, generally kind of scary is... Is it Nancy Allen's character, the aunt, sitting at the... Yeah. In front of the sculpture? Yeah. But she's sitting in front of the sculpture, and in the reflection, the sculpture's head turns, but it doesn't turn, you know, behind her. It is creepy. Yeah. I was kind of surprised that the whole art gallery thing didn't really come into play anymore. Like, I... When I first saw it, and there was all these weird things in there, I was like, oh, someone's gonna bring in, like, a weird, you know, ancient haunted artifact and that's gonna you know start kicking up all the activity but all that really happens the head turns and then they show the party later yeah and it would have been kind of cool too along those lines as well if you know some of those became more animated moved around more or something yeah or became like a physical threat yeah that's what i'm saying yeah attack them or yeah that would have been really cool with the aunt uncle being distracted with having to go to this gallery opening and everything Laura Flynn Boyle's character's name was Donna, cousin. He's just like cheesy teenager yeah. in the late 80s. Super late overplayed. 80s. Yeah. Very all, heavy handed. All the teenager dialogue is obviously written by an adult. Yeah. So they're kind of caricatures of teenagers and what teenagers would do. Although they were like genuinely funny sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Some of the banter was kind of spot on, but just when they would say radical and. Whenever they, whenever they use like slang or any type of hip word whole thing fell apart oh yeah so donna is in charge of carol ann and she's supposed to babysit but she wants to go to a party that's happening in the building in another apartment or condo 
with uh, one of these other teenage boys and like some teenage girls. She wants to sneak out and leave Caroline alone because Caroline's like, hey, I'm old enough. I could be home by myself. Mm-hmm. And spoopy things were happening, but not full blown at this point. So yeah. I could see her being like, yeah, cool. Go ahead. Be She's a been through it before. Yeah. I mean, we don't know to what degree spoopy things happen to her. Donna goes down to the party and turns out the parents, uh, they were supposed to be out, but they ended up being home. And they're like, hey, we don't want a party going on here. Don't be loud. So they were like, whoa, bummer, dude. Not cool. And Donna gets this idea about how they should go down to the pool area, pudge around down there for a while because she's got access to the keys. She knows how to where all the security cameras are going to be. And they've got this plan to distract the security guard and all this stuff. So all that's kind of going on. And then Carol Ann's at home, at home and then spooky things start happening to her. A lot of mirror stuff. The, <laughs> the <laughs> okay. a lot of mirror stuff. No, but uh, like I remember Kane being like the reflection out the window, and then in the mirror she goes up, and her hand through the mirror like grabs her, is like lifting her around and stuff. It's really odd. And then like in the reflection, she's Kane, just Kane's face, or just an evil face. The Kane face comes later, but she just has like a age weird like aged zombified makeup it's weird i did notice though that it kind of progresses as the movie goes on yeah like at first she just looks like she somebody put like some slight halloween makeup on her face to make her look older Mm -hmm. but then it does progress into more like masks and things later on but like the it's inconsistent with the mouth moving i can see when it's a full-blown mask later yeah but sometimes it just doesn't move and it it's like the whole the whole movie is like the kane adr show yeah it's just him constantly like being spooky and saying things lead us into the light we need you carolyn yeah and it's weird because it's almost louder than when people are normally talking in the movie yeah it feels really kind of it's like a dub it's like a weird voiceover yeah Oh, it's totally just dubbed over, but it's yeah. so it it seems off. Like I don't know, there's something about it, and that kind of is the whole thing with this movie is that it just feels like it's almost there. Mm-hmm. So what I, so I was saying earlier about like I would just it like it it has a really good build up, but the whole it never felt like it had like a climax. Like the story no. built and then it kind of dipped and then it built a little and it's like oh it's gonna get spooky it's gonna get oh it's gonna get crazy, and then it kind of does. But it kind of doesn't. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like I can, I could not pin down a beginning, middle, and end of this movie. No, that's that's why I say we're better off just kind of generalizing it for the most There's part. There's just no just structure. It. There's just a weird lack of structure. It just keeps cutting back between you know, like because you don't really go anywhere, you don't do anything. Yeah, it's just you know what's what spoopy things happening to Carol Ann. What when does it start happening to the teenagers? Oh, then other people get involved. Like after um, Carolan, the one of the teenage boys and the cousin get pulled into the spirit dimension. Whole movie kind of drops off after that. That's how I feel. Yeah. After that, because Carolan, her whole stuff, everything with her, I found to be really good and interesting. I liked her character at this point in the whole story, but then she just disappears for the rest of the movie. Like at least in the first Poltergeist, it didn't re- like the movie was still good without Carolan in the real world 
in this without her whole movie is just kind of like i don't care enough about the aunt and uncle to really care at all they're there they're good characters but yeah i mean the 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 uncle character by played by tom scarrett he comes off the most affectionate out of anybody yeah which i thought was pretty cool because they don't often do that for men like even her dad in the first two movies seemed kind of disconnected like he loved her and everything and it stressed him out but at the same time he didn't have that same connection that the mom had with her but in a weird way he kind of also like like remember um when the uh what's her name the old lady tangia tangia yeah but tangia is like trying to call caroline out of the mirror and he's just kind of standing around he does. It seems like he gets bored because it's taking too yeah, long. Yeah, and then he just yells at her, and then the coolest scene in the entire movie happens. We'll get to that. We'll though. get let's to that. Let's kind of get. Let's just kind of. Yeah, let's get through this. Yeah. So you have Caroline at home, teenage party, aunt and uncle at the the show, and so at the teenage party they sneak into this pool and they decide that uh, that Donna has the plan that she's gonna like rewind the tape of the pool mm-hmm. and just play the VCR on the monitor. So that way the security guard doesn't know they're in there. Very smart. Yeah. That's a cool idea. He might notice though, but I don't know. It only seems like there's two security guards in this place and you never see one of them. Yeah. He's just always talked to on a walkie talkie. And while they're in that room, she's with the guy. She kind of has a thing for, or he definitely has a thing for her. Yeah, for sure. Doofy Scott, man, yeah. this guy is just dorky as all get out. Yeah. He, like muscles her into going down into the supermarket in the building to get beer and she doesn't want to do it because that ceiling but he's like we'll just leave the money so they go and do that so they're gone for a while and it's like i don't get this like why did they it's not really necessary to the plot i feel like it's to fill time yeah it was and, just to get them out of the story for a little bit. Yeah, or to get them away from the pool, I guess. Where nothing happened. Where nothing They could happened. have went swimming, and then they're like, I don't know, they could have had another reason, like, oh, we need to go do whatever task in the security room. Yeah, they could have seen, because all, all it is is to get them to see Carol Ann on one of the monitors running around the, the building. Yeah. Because she gets scared and leaves. Yeah. She, like, she just starts wandering around looking for help i guess or just running away in yeah, general because you can't reach anybody on the phone or anything like that and so like the the cousin and doofy scott go to find her around the same time i think it is that the doctor gets a weird phone call yeah well she he gets the he gets the phone call from oh tangia tangia and then their line gets like interrupted yeah, because Tangia's picked up on all this. Yeah. So she's on her way. She just leaves the tea party. Yeah, didn't even pay for anything. Just ups and goes. Dined and dash to go save the small child in Chicago from ghosts. So all these characters are starting to come together. While the, the cousin and Doofy Scott are looking for Carol Ann in the parking garage, there's like this puddle. Carol Ann steps on it. Of course, any type of reflection, you know, we learn is like where Kane's kind of hanging out. Mm-hmm. that's like the the gateway in between worlds yeah and that's kind of where they want her to go and so she gets pulled in to this puddle which opens into like a gateway which is kind of awkward because those hands aren't really pulling on her now that much and it's two people you can't pull this kid out the struggle doesn't seem like a real struggle yeah the hands are just kind of pawing uh, at her yeah and so she gets pulled in there and then everybody does yeah which i found was weird yeah 
So they're just kind of out of it for a while. Yeah. Then it ends up becoming the Aunt and Uncle Tangia and Doctor show for a while. This is when things start to kind of dip. Like yeah. at first, like well, then like Steve or whatever his name is, Scott. Is it Scott? I think it's Scott. I've just been calling him Scott. So Scott gets like launched out of the pool, which yeah, froze over after the, the teenagers left. Because the teenagers got busted. Yeah. Because they never were on that tape. Yeah. And I'm assuming that all the the beer, chips, and soda were left in the <laughs> security room. Yeah. Which was very nice for the security guards, I bet. Yeah. Oh, got all this coke and this chips, and then oh, look at that, got some beer. Oh, I'm gonna drink this course. What? Hey, there's a beers game on tonight. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he gets launched out of the frozen pool, and then he's like, oh, the app or whatever, and this is where the doctor guy should have been like, mm, maybe this old spooky thing kind of is true, but he's still persisting with that mass hypnosis business. Yeah. Just wouldn't that like He it. literally came launching out of there covered in ice. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. I like that part. Yeah, he's all weird and he's walking around. He can't really move, and he just runs into the door. Yeah. <laughs> falls over. <laughs> I don't know why that, that part just really... It's a cool part. He gives me the giggles. <laughs> I, I think it was cool to see, like, Tangia and the Doctor kind of clash a little. Yeah. But then Tangia also understood, like, oh, he is, like, pretty good at, like, calming people down and is good at what he does. But yeah. it was interesting because they were, like, foils, they, they basically. Could, yeah, but they could have been a good team. Like, when they do kind of work together they, a little bit. Yeah, they work really well together. Yeah. And, man, so Tangia's got this amulet that uh, Native American medicine man gave her. In part two, mm-hmm. which why that dude didn't come back, although I think he died too. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that guy was super grand. Yeah, he was. I liked him a lot. Yeah. But, so she's got this amulet thing that he gave her, and she's just out constantly touching it, like, hey, don't forget that this amulet's here. Mm-hmm. Got this amulet, it's gonna be important. And I, I just kept thinking, like, maybe she's itchy because it's giving her a rash. And yeah. This is made out of cheap metal. And they just played it off. I like it when you see the, when you see the back of it. In a couple scenes, and it looks so cheap, like it's just glued together. Yeah, it doesn't look good at all. From the front, it looks all right. It's a decent prop, but man, when you see the back of it, yeah, it, it looks like a bunch of stuff bought from Claire's and just not glued together. They bedazzled just a normal necklace. Yeah, the aunt and uncle they head up to the apartment to go like, ah, let's go get Carolyn. This whole this whole thing's a mess. They start. They kind of believe the doctor, I feel. Well, of course they would. Why yeah. wouldn't you? Like Any sane person would. Yeah, so they go and like, they hear Kaylan, and they, so they open up the door to her room. Um, surprise, it's not her. And the door, like, it's like this really cool effect where the door, like, shatters, but it, like, freezes in time, and then it starts, like, expanding. Really weird, and Caroline's like, ah. Oh, coming out, like, the, the picture on the door. Yeah. Really cool, and they're trying to pull her out, but then Tangia shows up, and she's like, That's not Carolyn! And oh no, she got cane face. So that's when they start to believe her, and this is when like, the doctor shows up in the hallway, and this is my favorite scene. Yes. The whole movie. Because they see Caroline in the mirror. Yeah. And they, they know that, she, okay, so she's trapped in this in-between world. Yeah. So a- they see her in the reflection in the room of the of the apartment and they're in the hallway with all the mirrors and everything. So they're looking in the mirror in the hallway and they see Caroline and Tangi is like, Come on, Caroline, you can come through. It's okay. You, you can do it. And this is when the uncle's just like, like all bored. And, uh, 
the doctor seems a little like freaked out right away. He's like, oh, what the heck? She's in the reflection, but not there. He's like, oh, that's right. None of this is real. And then the uncle gets all like annoyed and goes like, ah, come here, Carolyn, ah, whatever. And Tangie's like, no. And then uh, the mirror shatters. She backs into it. Yeah, too, she backs into and the mirror. And turns into a corpse. She like just... instantly just like, psh, the mirror shatters. She turns into a corpse. The corpse falls on the ground. And then we just hear this scream from the inside and a hand like burst out through the corpse. And then the cousin crawls out through her corpse covered in like maggots. There was like bugs on her and stuff. Oh, she just looked slimy. I didn't really see any bugs. Oh, yeah. There was like weird. But yeah, that scene is awesome. This, the whole the acting too was really good. And the cousin did a good job in that part. She had a good scream. Yeah, man. That kind of takes the cake. Oh, for sure. Nothing tops it. No. It's hands down the coolest part of this movie. Yeah. Hands down. So then they're all freaked out and they take her. And they're like, oh, that's right. Yeah. Cause she gets left with the doctor. Yeah. While everybody else goes off. Uh huh. And then the doctor sees Carol Ann. Well, sees. I'm doing air quotes. Can't see it because this is a podcast. And so he go, <laughs> goes, he Wait, goes, what? He goes to the elevator and he's like opening up the elevator and Carol Ann's in the reflection of the elevator because, of course, the elevator has a mirror in it. And then he's like, what the heck? And then, uh-oh, the cousin, or Spoop pretending to be the cousin, pushes him down the elevator shaft, and he falls and dies. And then it comes up, and you see him on top, and it's so clearly just a dummy. Yeah. Like, his, his head's turned, you don't even get to see a face. Yeah. But the, like, the forearm is just bent, like, it's obviously, like, there's nothing there. In that spot, it's not like he just fell in his arm. Maybe broke. they, they like, maybe that was what they were thinking. Like his arm broke, but it just mm, comes off as mm, just I looking think, broken. I think the thing is that they couldn't like put a lot of stuff up there on top of the elevator. Like maybe there's some like weird rule where you can't. They just weren't allowed to by the building. Well, I'm just saying, like that's fine. Just get a better prop. It's just, it just looks like you, something okay, somebody would make at home. You barely see it, so I'm not too concerned about that type of stuff. I don't know. I see, just, I'm way more lenient on that type of thing. <laughs> no, I watch enough cheats movies. Then why are you complaining? <laughs> because for some reason that one bothers me. You throw a cheap mannequin off a roof. I'm loving whatever you're doing. I want it to look terrible. The more terrible, the better. But if it just comes up on an elevator, come on. Speaking of dummies, wasn't there a movie with Harrison Ford where at the end he like jumps off a dam or something like that? It's like this high budget movie. Oh, yeah. And the ending shot is just yep. a super terrible dummy. Oh, the fugitive? Getting, oh, yeah, it's great. He just gets flung off the dam. Uh-huh. Yeah. I That's why it's that. such a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like any time, like, take a Saturday Night Live or something where they'll just throw out, and it's just, like, casually tossed, like, it's not meant to even look real. Mm. I love that stuff when it's meant to look real. But this, I don't know. It's not falling. Yeah. Scott comes up and then they're like all evil and like they make out and then they're like walking down the hallway and in the reflection their clothes are the right way but in the real world they're all their clothes are inverted. Yeah. And then like Scott like rips off like part of her cheek and it's like weird and like yeah, it looks like D underneath. No, it looks like the TV show V. You've never seen it. But no, yeah. It was about like lizard people that came to Earth and they were disguised as humans. If you ripped off like part of their skin, it would just be lizardy underneath. That's what it reminded me of. And then like, they walk away, and then this plot line never brought up again. Nope. 
Nope. Scary doppelgangers just drop. never seen again. Drop. And it was really odd. They could have really played that up, too. Oh, yeah. Because then every time I saw the cousin, I'm like, it had me on edge. I was like, oh, what's going to happen here? Then you're checking the clothes to make sure all the writing's the correct way. Yeah. And it was, which was also weird. But I think the thing is that, like, maybe Scott that came out of the pool wasn't actually Scott. No, it wasn't. And obviously neither was the one that came out. So I think they were just sending out the double. But to do what? They just they killed the doctor. But then Scott gave correct information that led our heroes to save Pearland. Oh, but see, that was just a trap because the, the aunt and uncle end up down in the parking garage. No, because they go down to the garage. They find the puddle. Pangea talks to the puddle, whatever. Kane like, talks for whatever. Nothing really comes of it. And then they go upstairs just because they do, not because Scott directed them to. Nothing happens in the parking lot when Scott tells them to go there. Scott only gives information that just didn't do anything. Scott, fake Scott, never. So the uncle sees Carolan and um, the, the aunt is like chasing him down. Like, oh, none of this is real. She's on the doctor's side, which is interesting. It's an interesting flip because earlier in the movie, she was like all pro, like, ah, ghosts are... Ghosts are real. So they end up going. They see Carolyn. She's like, she like runs into the kitchen and then into the freezer. And we all know what's going to happen. Freezer door is going to shut. And it does. This part was pretty cool. Yeah, this part actually was cool. Yeah. All the animals and stuff that are like hanging in the freezer come alive. They're like jiggling and like screeching and stuff like that. Yeah, this isn't like a restaurant, by the way. Yeah, restaurant, freezer. Um, And then it was really weird. Like the room starts to get flooded, but it's flooding the wall. And like coming forward instead of like flooding up. That that was kind of cool, actually. It was really cool. It was a really cool effect too. And it's getting closer, and they can't open the door, and it's like about to like submerge them. And then Tangia comes out through the water, and like this cool reverse shot, and hands them the, the amulet thingy, and and then it's like, remember it's the love we gotta love. That's the only way you can defeat Kane. And then she disappears back into the water. The Louvre. Did you say the Louvre? I never get, said the Louvre. The, the Louvre. <laughs> the Louvre is the only way you can speak. The Louvre. Love. Love. Oh. Louvre. Louvre. <laughs> you gotta lube each other. You gotta lube each other up. So they... That's the, that's the lube noise. So they go to the parking lot. They like reappear in the parking lot, but it's like all frozen over things frozen inside and all the cars in there turn on and growl and growl like lions and then they like start charging at them it's like kind of like a little derby a little i don't like that part part's stupid it's so so you're telling me these ghosts are in in the ghost dimension are driving cars and yeah because kane is driving a car because one of the windshield bursts open Mm -hmm. and you see all this light pouring out and it's Kane driving the car. <laughs> then there's also Ghost Realm gasoline. That it also ignites. Yeah. But, and, like, compare this to, like, the first Poltergeist. Like, when the, I remember specifically, it's a really cool part where the mom, it's, like, at the end of the movie, and, like, the mom, like, runs up the stairs, and at the top of the stairs, like, this really cool, like, ghost, demon, giant ghost thingy. Looks super cool. Really, like, ah! And this, what do you get? You get, mm, cars. Comically frozen cars. They are comically frozen. Like they're like icicles and 
yeah if scott (laughs) if scott wasn't comically frozen earlier these cars definitely are yeah so it's kind of disappointing and then so the uncle like lights the gasoline from one of the crash cars and then it's a a good thing he's the smoker yeah he's like ah he gets all ah we can do this we can defeat we can defeat pain let's go defeat pain uh the, the ants still like the aunt like kind of has this moment. She's like, ah, I don't even love Caroline. Why, why do we have to worry about all this and that? Yeah, she freaks out a couple times and is like, let's just dump this kid. Yeah, let's just forget about her. And it really makes you her. believe that she really doesn't care about Caroline. But that's her. That's actually her mom's sister. That's her for real aunt. Meanwhile, this uncle, not even related, not even related, has been. Loving on this kid the entire movie. Super cool uncle. Smooching on her, being like super nice. Joking like, around with her. Yeah. Super awesome uncle. Yeah. Because, oh, uh, Tangia, when she's like floating in the weird water in the freezer, uh, says Which like- Which water is gross, too. It's super gross and weird. I, it almost looked like deep fryer, like weird bubbly. <laughs> but she's like, oh, outside in. Like, way to make it all confusing. She could have just said, Oh, he can't enter from the inside. That's where Kanan... Or Kanan... That's where Kane has all of his power. Tell you what, why don't you go to the outside of this building, and then you come inside through a window. Yeah, that would have been... That would have made things way easier. So, they get on the window cleaner. Oh, yeah, the window washer thing. Yeah. Which, this is... I was really expecting them to play with the height of the movie more. Yeah. Like, they, I was expecting, like, oh, Caroline to be dangling out of a window. Ah, uh, ghost holding on to me. Something like that, but this is really all that we get. Yeah, and it's kind of funny, too, when they show, like, the, the downward view. Mm-hmm. It's way closer to the ground than they actually would be if they were on top of that building. Yeah. Even at, like, another sub-level, which I don't even think that the John... They were on the Han- top of the building, by the way. Yeah, yeah, because I was going to say, They're John Hancock does not have any other levels anywhere. No, it's the top floor. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's the top. But this is the only part of the movie that kind of scared me because I do have a fear of heights. So. Yeah, I get it. I have it, a fear of falling. It freaked me out. Yeah, so they, they end up breaking through one of the windows. The uncle gets sucked in through the window, and that's just the ant. And then Carol Ann's like, go, you don't love me, you know, you can go, I can, I'll go through and I'll save your husband and your daughter. Yeah, and take Kane into the light. Yeah, and then she, the, the aunt's like, ah, oh, but I do love you, and, and all this and that, and I really do care for you. You are part of the family. and It doesn't really come off as much as it should. Like, your heart should be filling with the feels. Yeah. Like, you're trapped inside a freezer with wiggly dead animals that's filling up with doo-doo water. Yeah. But no. Yeah, you're, you're I was just, just kind of like, sitting there, I was like, it's okay. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, this needs to happen. It's like, yeah. For the movie to sure. end. Okay, what yeah. now? Cool. So she goes climbing through and she uh, goes to confront Kane. Really also anticlimactic with this whole Kane con- confrontation here. Because it's in Carol Ann's room with all the mirrors. Because, of course, everything has to have mirrors in this. And, and, uh, and he's in the mirror and he's like... And Tangia just shows up and is like, oh, I'll take him into the light. Well, first, like, <laughs> the ant, like, chops off his head with, like, a... Uh, oh yeah shovel and it was like this stop motion shot of like his face decaying and it was supposed to be like really cool but it the was effect like, wasn't that good well, it was like an animatronic and it was more like a time lapse it was a time lapse of the face decaying but it wasn't fast enough 
it was really slow, and you could tell it was slow because they just had like filler shots of the ant like reacting, like oh that's spooky, ah. Yeah, it could have been better. Like if it decayed like super fast, you could, yeah, you could have done the same effect and just made it, it faster, and it made the animation look more clean. Too. Or just do like regular stop motion, like at the end of uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, in the last that's what I was about to bring that up. Like that that scene, so cool. And it looks super good, too. If they had done that same effect, well, I, that effect was really hard to pull off, but that same style. Well, yeah, that, that was way more complicated because it's, like, in a scene with people interacting with it. Yeah, they built the, they actually had, like, a skull, and they built all the muscle and skin off of it, layer by layer, and then put it under, like, really bright lights for it to all melt off. It's crazy. Are you talking about when the... In Indiana Jones, when they open up the oh covenant. No, yeah, that, okay, yes, that's cool. I was talking about the Last Crusade, oh. where the guy drinks from the wrong cup, oh. and just turns into a corpse right in front of him. Oh, oh yeah, okay, well, the, yeah, that scene also. Hey, they're both cool. They're both really cool. Way cooler than this effect. Yeah, Ark of the Covenant one's cooler. Oh, yeah, totally. I could watch Nazis melt all day. And if you disagree, uh, email us. But anyway, so, yeah, Tanji just kind of shows up, and she's like, I'll, I'll fix this plot for you. I know those writers don't know a way to wrap themselves out. So, uh, I know how to take Kane into the light, and it's the only way it could be done. And then, and then she, like, walks into the light with Kane, and, and then the family just appears. Nothing about doppelgangers. Oh, Scott isn't there, too. So if Scott really was a doppelganger, yeah, that doctor's not coming back. Doctor's either. definitely dead. Um, <laughs> and um, that's the end of the movie. Yep. Oh, and then we get a shot of like lightning hitting the this year's tower, Chicago. Well, oh, John Hancock. No, it was this year's no, tower. No, that's John Hancock. No, because you see it through the window. You see that building through the window. I'm I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It is not the Sears Tower. It is not. Look it up on your phone. Yeah, I am. Great. Yes! Hot diggity dog! I am right! <laughs> well, here's where my confusion comes You were wrong. Because the Sears Tower does look like the John Hancock building, just weird different levels, because it has the two big spires on the top. No, they don't. They're totally different. Okay, well, you know what? Look, they, okay, so they have, like, two big spires on the top. And all I saw in that ending shot was the two big spires, and I thought, ah, Chicago big building, it's Sears Tower. That's all you care about, Brennan. You know what? Maybe I just need to take you to Chicago more. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, but also, can I say for a second here, I'm really mad that they changed the name of the Sears Tower, and it's stupid. And I'm just going to call it the Sears Tower. Everybody does anyway. It doesn't matter. I don't even, th I'm one, <sighs> yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter. Call it whatever you want. You can oh, call it. Willis Tower. Willis. Lame. Lame. What you talking about, Willis? Tower. <laughs> That's what they should call it. What you the, talking about, Willis Tower? What you talking about, Willis Tower? <laughs> <laughs> and then it can have, like, the reflection in that can be this illusion of Gary Coleman. Well. <laughs> I don't there was wasn't there supposed to be a fourth one 
Yeah, I had read done. I had read something about that they wanted to do a fourth one, bring the dad back, but with uh, Heather O'Rourke passing away after this movie was made, I think she died during production at some point. Oh, the or fourth maybe, one? maybe right after they wrapped it up. No, the third movie. So this movie, I mean, they have like a, you know, a memory of. Yeah. During the credits. So I mean, that's pretty tragic though. She's like yeah, 12. for sure. Yeah. And she's not a, she's a good little actress. She was pretty good. I mean. There's some times where, obviously, but she's a good yeah, actor. There's yeah. some times where, like, she really was portraying some really good, genuine emotion. Yeah, and she, there's a few, there's definitely some lines where it was like, dang, like, she had potential. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I think she really could have been a good actress. Mm-hmm. She could have gone on to do more, so it's kind of a tragedy, really. Yeah. I don't believe in any of the poltergeist curse or anything. Yeah, that's stupid. You can take any type of thing and you connect the dots of like, well, this guy kicked the bucket and then something terrible happened to that person. You look at anything enough, there's a conspiracy theory. Absolutely. Don't get caught up in that stuff, Dongles. Why did I wake up late this morning? There's a conspiracy theory to it. See, now the cloud people, they changed my alarm clock. No, you know what it is. You probably stayed up too late looking no, at memes. Because when I woke up, I went to go hit the snooze button on my um, on my alarm clock, but I accidentally hit the turn off the alarm button. So when I went to go give that extra little five minutes of Z's, I nothing woke me up. Okay, cool, cool story. <laughs> so cool story, bro. <laughs> so we pretty much covered our first time viewing already. We covered. The effect. What is your favorite scene? We I already think covered we can that. all agree on that one. Yeah. Um, so do you recommend? I, okay, I would recommend it for someone who has seen one and two. Just watch the third one to see kind of where the story goes. I also recommend it because it's a cool premise. I really like the idea of like spookiness happening in this like new cool building, big building downtown in a big city. I like that. Um, it's just very, it's close. It's really, it was really close to being good. But I think it was just bad enough that it just made it all forgettable. Um, so yeah, I think, I think bring, bring it back. Let's make Poltergeist 3 uh, new talk about, like, oh yeah. Like, I think it should be recognized because there are some really cool stuff in this movie. That I would recommend. Okay. Um, eh, I mean, I guess maybe I'd recommend it. Like your point of, being a completist, or maybe if you've been avoiding it, I think it's worth watching. There are, yeah, there are cool moments in it. Um, I did not like this movie when I was younger, even though I watched it a bunch of times because I'd be at my grandma's house and it was on HBO or whatever. And it's, I guess, if I were to come up with an analogy for it, it'd be like when you're shopping for underwear and the underwear that is your favorite style comes in a multi pack. There's always the one pair in there. If you can't get them in, say, like, black and gray, there's always some wacky one in there. like Bright I, red. Yeah, like bright red. Or I just bought a pack recently that has, like, bright blue in there. But I that was my only option. I didn't have a choice. So you just kind of get this oddball one. It still serves the same function, but you're just not really going to like it. Like, I'm not really going to wear that blue underwear. It, it does the job. Yeah. Like if no, I one will, no one will watch it. No one will see it. I mean, this is... I feel that this is somehow slightly better than a made-for-TV movie. Yeah. Um, it definitely, like, 
they have somebody else doing the music on this one and it's all just the worst bad tv synth Mm -hmm. it is terrible yeah the the score is garbage so if you know these things going in and you have tempered expectations then i'd say yeah go ahead watch it i not so bad it's good it just has neat things in it at least i liked um scare it better this time around when i was a kid i just thought he was cheesy but this time around i don't know if i'm just older and i can relate to him more i don't know so yeah light recommend for me i guess i'll stop rambling about it well i just kind of went off there this has been like bottled up in me for like some breaths i don't think i've seen this movie in probably 20 25 years okay but i i appreciate a lot of things in it i think all the stuff with the mirrors is really cool especially early in the movie when they're just kind of like building things up it's really cool like i like i picked up on it very early Mm -hmm. um you did and it was really cool to watch the movie and if you do watch this movie i recommend look at some mirrors because I guarantee you, most of the time, something just a little off is happening. I mean, it, it's, it builds atmosphere really well. It's just, it's just a really big shame that the atmosphere didn't go anywhere. Yeah. It just, it just feels cheap. And it's not, it's not the mirror effects fault, I guess, because they're done well, and it's pretty slick how they do it. And it's cool just to watch it, to see those effects, knowing that they're there. Mm-hmm. Because it's pretty impressive when you have four people, you know, walking down a hallway. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like pretty darn close. Even the hair is close. And so that's pretty impressive. It's a good attention to detail there, but I don't know. It's just meh. So with that, unless you do you have anything else you'd like to add? No. (laughs) No. It's been a good discussion though. Yeah. Um, you know, a good spoopy Halloween. Yeah, and I feel like that's part of and we didn't laugh a lot. There just isn't a lot to this movie. It's like, it's just kind of. Yeah. It just, things happen at the end. Yeah. All right. I don't have anything else I want to add. So, um. Send us some feedback. Yeah. What do you think of Poltergeist 3? Having never seen it. I guess that's a topic somebody could write us about. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've never seen Poltergeist 3. <laughs> Visit the store on Tee Public. Get your corrupted youth shirts, sweatshirts, phone cases. All sorts of, they got all sorts of stuff on there. Just so much crazy stuff. You want a coffee mug? I don't know. The holidays are coming up. Corrupted youth contact lenses, we got them. (laughs) No, we don't. (laughs) That is one thing we don't have. Corrupted youth nose hair trimmers. Yeah, if you just look up, just search corrupted youth on TeePublic, it should come up. Otherwise, just uh, look up grid current on there, because that's the name of the store name. And other than that, feel free to contact us, like rate and review wherever you listen. You know, are you on the spoofy? Are you listening to iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever the heck they're Podomatic, calling it? Our home. Our home, Podomatic. Actually, our home is in Wisconsin, but our podcast home. The weather's nicer here. Do you Podomatic. Th- <laughs> not really right now. Well, no, it's All not, snow it's not ruined- snowing on Halloween in Podomatic. That's our no. home. That's true. It's not snowing there on Halloween. It's not ruining our Halloween at Potomatic. Yeah. Just here in Wisconsin. I don't know. I wonder if we get anything if we butt kiss Potomatic on this. You think they listen? No. Hey, Potomatic. Do you think we could swear? Like, how would we ever good. get reported for that? Oh, well, somebody had just asked to report us, but we just don't because we're better than that. Yeah, dongles out there. Yeah. Out here 
ratting out on us? Dongles aren't going to rat us out. They would have done it by now. Yeah. You can contact us at Corrupted Youth, youth Pod, Pod at gmail.com. That's right. We love you, Dongles. You're the best. Thanks to you and our fellow podcasters. We keep doing what we do. I mean, it's getting pretty late in our career here. I mean, we've been doing this over two years. Yeah. You know, at least about once a month. I don't know. Hey, Dongles, do you think we should have like a Facebook page or what is it? The Flick app where people can. If I've never heard of it, I've never heard of it, Dad. It's irrelevant. Okay. Oh, sorry, Brennan. Well, a lot of people happen to be using it. I'm just asking our listeners if we should do something. Create a type of community. A Discord server. We can call it our Facebook thing group page can be the Dongle Cave. I don't know. We could start a dedicated Discord server, because if you don't have Discord server, you've probably been living underneath, I don't know, plastic sheet. I don't even know what the heck that is. You kids and your Zimas and your hula hoops and your Pac-Man video games. Your chat snaps. Oh, look at me. I'm trying to read a book. What? I can't click the book? Yeah, that's right, because you guys never even seen a book before. Hey, let's bring back Friendster. Imager? (laughs) I do all my social media work through Giphy. (laughs) (laughs) I do have some on there somewhere. I do do have a Giphy account. Google Plus. (laughs) Google. No, Google Plus is gone. Wow, we're really rambling, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Okay, well, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Hang in there, dongles. Bye. trick-or-treater oh okay <laughs> knock knock oh that's right i'm supposed to say trick-or-treat not knock knock <laughs>